Alpha Females, it's Katie Freeman here. Happy Friday and welcome to episode 13 of the podcast. This week, I'm going to be discussing what it's like to live in sorority housing. So before we get into the reasons behind why somebody would want to live in sorority housing, uh, what to expect, the benefits, the potential drawbacks. I want to preface this with I lived in sorority housing for three out of the four years of college. So I feel like I can speak to this because I lived it. So just wanted to preface um, this episode with that information. So with that knowledge in mind, let's dive into what someone could expect living in sorority housing. So regardless of whether the house is small or big, you can usually expect the house to be treated somewhat like a thoroughfare when it comes to sisters visiting. I know several sisters would just come and hang out at the house. regardless of if there was going to be an event later that day they would just come for the socialization of it uh they would come to study they'd come to you know watch tv together anything you can think of um pretty much they would just come and hang out because the sorority house is also their house even though maybe they were um okay so i'm also gonna preface some of the phrases I'm going to be using with these were the words or these were the phrases that we were taught. Uh, So at my school, um, women who were live-ins at the house were called house girls and the women who were living outside of the sorority house were called town girls. Yes, very outdated sounding phrases (laughs) and terms, I know, but um it's hard to break out of those patterns when you've just been calling them a certain thing for so long. Um, Regardless, uh, so the town girls definitely felt a sense of ownership over the house just as much as the house girls did. Um, And I know that there would be movie nights, you know, different nights of the week. Um, If girls were all watching the same show together, they would get together on those premiere nights and watch the show that was um, showing that night. So it's definitely going to be treated as like a common property for the women in the sorority. So with that being said, um, I guess this could also be referenced in the potential drawbacks. There sometimes is less privacy then you might like uh, living in the sorority house rather than say you have your own apartment or you live with your parents. Um, You're probably going to have a little bit less privacy than typical, but you get used to it, quite honestly. And after a while, you get, you know, especially if you're kind of introverted, at first it might be a hard thing to get used to, but Trust me, you get used to it, and after a while, you tend to kind of get excited when girls come by and you look forward to their visits. So, you know, it's not like they're invading your space all the time. There are common areas that usually women will hang out in. Um, 
I know with my friends in the sorority, we would hang out in my room because we could close the door and just talk openly and um, just speak freely versus speaking to each other in the common areas. Definitely that was an added bonus as a live-in um, was being able to close my door. <laughs> and, you know, um, I started living in the sorority house in my sophomore year um, and I think it wasn't until my senior year when I was paired up with another theater major like me that I really truly started to enjoy living in the house in a more living with a friend kind of situation. Um, now, don't get me wrong. I loved the women that I was bunking with the prior years. Um, I think sophomore year, I was kind of more acquaintances with the women that I was living with. Um, junior year, I did... Um, love the women as well. Uh, but again, they had, you know, their own friends and, you know, we were just kind of roommates. Um, like we would have, you know, deep talks and all that, but it wasn't like we were super close outside of just like living together. Um, and then it wasn't until senior year that, yeah, I really bonded with my roommate and we had an amazing dynamic. Um, she was definitely more introverted than I was. Um, and so we kind of, it was just a, a funner, <laughs> did I just say funner? <laughs> it was a more fun dynamic. <laughs> oh God. Okay. It was a more fun dynamic, I feel like, to live with her. Um, and it was quite honestly, it felt like the cherry on top of the Sunday. Um, uh, in my senior year, getting to live with somebody that I, you know, I don't get to see her ever. Like, she lives in Florida now, but I still consider her a friend. And I wish her the best. And Nicole, if you're listening to this, I love you. <laughs> Um, I hope Florida is treating you well. Anyways, um, yeah, so, you know, it's all about the people you live with. It's so important where, you know, you are able to, you don't necessarily need to be best friends with your roommates, right? Because sometimes that can backfire. Um, but just make sure that, you know, you have a good idea of the people you're going to be living with for the next few months, um, you know, and make sure that your dynamics work together. And granted, as, you know, a 19, 20, 21 year old per girl, like I felt like I thought I knew what I wanted in a roommate. It turns out, uh, that was wrong. Um, I think I thought my roommate should be like my best friend. Um, and we could go to, you know, parties together and do social stuff together. And that's not necessarily what a great roommate is made of. You know, a great roommate is somebody who's going to be conscientious of you and your schedule so that they are not keeping you up late at night. If they, you know, know you have an exam the next day, they're going to respect your space and maybe go study out in the living room, giving you the time to 
fall asleep. Um, you know, just being courteous, being um, kind with your words and kind with your time. You know, for example, I remember um, there were a couple times where I <laughs> tried to problem solve. Um, we had an issue with our dryer in the house, and I remember I took. Uh, an extension cord that wasn't being used in one of the supply boxes in the garage. And I decided to string a drying rack across our room without my roommate's permission. <laughs> and that was hindsight, probably not a good idea. Um, I should have asked for her permission first, but when she walked in, she was just like, oh, what's this? <laughs> Nicole, I love you for that because you just kind of rolled with the punches. Now, I'm not saying that you should do this because quite honestly, I probably wasn't always the best roommate to live with. Um, but you know what? You live, you were, what am I trying to say? You learn as you go. You definitely learn as you go and you try to do your best to just be a decent human being to this person you're living with and you're sharing your space with because they deserve to be there just as much as you do. And if you can work out a way to live as, you know, harmoniously as possible, that is the goal. Um, okay. So yes, definitely there is potential less privacy living in the house. Uh, one of the benefits is connection. Having the ability to, after chapter events, um, to be able to say, hey, let's go back to my room and like chat. That was definitely a good benefit of living in the house. Just being able to have that connection with sisters who would come visit. Um, and also the convenience of if your house is big enough and you're able to host meetings there, if you're able to host events there, the convenience factor is next level if you live in the house. Um, I'm kind of lazy, so I really benefited living in um, being a house girl because I didn't have to drive anywhere. I didn't have a car until like my senior year of college. So being able to just walk. So <clears throat> let me also paint this picture. Um, the sorority house I lived in was a converted duplex. So essentially we had two different sides of the house. We called them large side and small side. Um, I lived in small side and by small I meant that this was the side of the duplex that only had two bedrooms and it had a full kitchen, full living room, you know, two bathrooms as well. Large side had the garage. It had a larger kitchen. It had, let's see, one, two, three. Yeah, three bedrooms on the second level. It also was a second level um, side of the house. So typically women would, if they wanted to come to the house to socialize, they would go hang out in large side because it had the bigger, you know, living room. It had the TV. Um, it had more bedrooms that you could go up and, you know, hang out with girls in. Um, so 
typically that would be where all the, you know, socialization would happen. Um, I picked small side because I wanted it to be a bit more quiet. Um, There was also, you know, no hallway connecting the houses. Um, Okay, we were connected through like a main patio that was accessible from the street. Um, Granted, you know, there was still like the gate to prevent just randos coming in, but um, the only really thing that we shared, we didn't even share walls, I don't think. We just shared like the main patio. Um, So it was really quiet, Um, except for the fact that we had the washer and dryer on our side. But honestly, that's not that loud. Um, And I remember that (laughs) there were some women that were like, maybe we should move the TV to small side. And I was like, absolutely not, (laughs) because I like my quiet. I like my side being quiet the way it is. Please don't. Please do not. Um, yeah, so thankfully, uh, they listened and they respected the fact that, you know, we didn't want a cable hookup, uh, put in on our side. Um, yeah, so essentially large side was for socializing. Small side was treated more as like a study area. So if you wanted some peace and quiet, that was where women would come and stay. Um, other than that, let's move on to what else to expect living in the house. So not every house has this, but we had a house mother at the time. Um, she lived in the master bedroom on small sides, so we shared a common wall. Um, and essentially she was like the house manager. She made sure that any repairs that needed to be scheduled, she would coordinate that. She would help, um, you know, buy different house supplies for like cleaning and stuff. So um, my chapter was definitely not like flush with cash. So we didn't have like any maids or any live in uh, chefs or anything like that. Um, So we kind of had to do it all ourselves. So we had assigned town girl and house girl chores. So the town girl chores would be the common areas that everybody used. The house girl chores would be like the bedrooms, the bathrooms, the kitchens, Um, things that really only the house girls have access and are allowed to use. Um, Those would be the places that we had to clean up. Um, And we had weekly, I think, chores, Um, or maybe it was monthly. Yeah, I can't remember. It was too long ago. But, um, you know, we would have assigned chores. And essentially, if you didn't do them, you got a fine. Um, That was really the only way we could enforce that women were, you know, listening to the requests of doing the chores. Um, So other than that, uh, let's see. I know that there are other places that have houseboys. Um... And I'm, as I understand it, uh, houseboys are essentially, they are treated like the women who are trying to become sweetheart at other fraternities, I feel like. They come over and help before events. They come, you know, basically help 
with the breakdown of events. They do the dishes. They help with, you know, anything around the house that needs to get done. Um, it's, it's kind of, I'm not really entirely sure what exactly they do. I know that some houseboys like will cook for the women in the house. Um, now, granted, we never had this, but uh, from what I've heard from other women who did have that experience, um, they would a lot of times help in the kitchen with like doing dishes. But if I'm totally off base, please send an email to alphafemalepod at gmail.com and send me, um, you know, your experience of what it was like to have a houseboy in uh, your sorority house, because quite honestly, I cannot speak to it personally. Um, but I'm curious, you know, like what were the types of chores or assignments that they were given? Um, I'm genuinely curious. So would love to do a follow-up episode on this, but anyways, um, moving on. So one of the other potential drawbacks of living in the house is the fact that during recruitment, you will be subject to house tours. Um, and that can be a little bit on the end of like feeling like you have a little bit less privacy living in the house. Um, I know when we had house tours during recruitment, um, I felt like I had to put anything sensitive away. I had to put anything very high value uh, in a hiding place. Just because, you know what, you don't know these people going through your house. And you want to assume the best, but quite honestly, you don't know these people going through your house. So just to be safe, you know, you want to put your valuables in a safe, you know, secret area not in the main line of sight. And quite honestly, I would also just not recommend in general keeping very high value things in the sorority house. Um, now, I also want to speak to safety. Um, really, it depends on the kind of house you're living in, but I don't know if there's like a security system that's in place at the house you live in or if it's just kind of a trust system. But basically, you want to be as accountable for your own safety as possible. Um, and hopefully when you, you know, get your orientation for living in, you are, you know, being told the rules of how to keep everybody safe living in the house by the house manager. Um, and I know I said house manager being the house mother, but there is also usually a property manager and that is an elected position. And they will run through the best practices on how to keep everybody safe living in the house, making sure the doors are locked before you fall asleep, making sure you're not propping open any gates for just any rando to walk through, you know, just basic best practices, stuff like that. Um, they will usually give you the rundown um, when you first, you know, elect to live in the house. Um, other best practices are just to be very communicative with the women in the house. You know, one of the things that we implemented in the house was whether or not a sister was going to be gone for overnights. 
Um, if we were not expecting her to be back, um, she alerted us by uh, putting, it was a board that was close to the front door. Basically, it would say in or out, and we would switch the sign to out um, if we were going to be gone for an overnight or for a long you know, period of time. And uh, I would typically just alert the house manager that I was going to be gone for X amount of days. Just things like that. And you know, that does also speak to one of the benefits of living in a house full of sisters is you are living with women who care about you and your safety. Um, They care about whether or not you're going to be coming back that night. Um, And that just speaks to uh, the sense of sisterhood that you get. Um, And that was definitely one of the bigger benefits of feeling like somebody was going to be concerned if I didn't show up, you know, after going out. Um, You know, it it was just nice to feel like somebody cared if I was in my bed that night or not. Um, And that's something that usually comes with, you know, a parent or guardian. So it was nice to have that feeling of like, I've got, you know, sisters looking out for me. So another element of living in the sorority house is the price of living in versus like getting your own apartment or getting your own house. Um, It's going to vary from campus to campus, Um, but I know for our school, or at least my chapter, um, it was cheaper to live in the house than it was to live in an apartment, I'm pretty sure. Um, I also just didn't want to deal with like a landlord. I didn't want to have to deal with like figuring out who I was going to be living with. I didn't want to have to feel the stress of like finding a roommate. And then what if the roommate doesn't work out? Like, you know, and then you're stuck in a lease for however many years, you know. Um, it was definitely less risky for me, um, to you know, live in the sorority house because it was cheaper. I didn't have as many, you know, moving parts to have to like worry about. Um, I didn't have to call the plumber if the plumbing was out. I just told the house mom and then she would schedule the plumber for us. You know, little things like that. Um, And then also I didn't have a car, so I didn't have to worry about finding, always finding transportation to get myself to events because literally I could walk you know, 200 feet, and then I'd be at the meeting or I'd be at the event. Um, And then also another added benefit of living in the house is, you know, you can always carpool with sisters um, that live in. And it's just a lot easier to find carpooling. You literally can just walk uh, into somebody's room and say, hey, are you going to this tonight? Can I come with? Um, It's that easy, you know? And uh, I feel like that you know, sense of community is something you definitely get out of living in sorority housing um, that I probably wouldn't have gotten living in an apartment by myself or with a roommate that maybe I'm not super close with, you know. Um, So definitely the benefit of, at least for me, of living in the house was the costs were brought down. Um, And again, I, we did not have a live-in chef or anything like that. 
Um, so I had to get my own groceries every week. Um, and I would just do that by getting on the bus, going to Trader Joe's, <laughs> lugging all of my bags of groceries on the bus, and then unloading them into the refrigerator. And uh, the way it worked at my house was we had like sections of the refrigerator that we could put our stuff in. So um, everybody had pretty much equal space unless somebody was like, no, I never cook. I just eat out all the time. So give my shelf space away to somebody else. You know, we did have girls like that. <laughs> um, and they were definitely uh, more well off um, financially. Let's just say that. So they could eat out all the time if they wanted. So it was like, oh, wow, that's nice. Okay, well, I have groceries. So can I use your shelf space? Great, thanks. <laughs> um, another added benefit of living in the house is if you are an officer that is hosting events at the house, um, you have access to all the storage that's on site at all times, pretty much. Um, I was alumni relations chair one of the years in, uh, in college, and I was in charge of putting on a fundraiser that was also like an alumni event. And we had a ton of bins in the garage that were just leftovers from prior events, you know, scrapbooks, trophies, anything you can think of literally was all in these bins in the garage. And when, you know, it was kind of, you know, later in the evening, nobody was really hanging out in the garage. I would just, when it, this was during um, my preparation for these events, um, I would go and see what I could find, see what if I could see any, you know, decorations we could reuse or because it was an alumni event, I really wanted to showcase any of the scrapbooks that we had um, in storage. So I'd put them out for display just so that, you know, women can peruse them at their leisure when they got to the event. Um, another big thing was the trophies. I noticed that we had a ton of trophies that were just sitting in bins. And I'm like, why aren't these being showcased. So I got out all of the trophies that I could find and we had these shelves um, in the garage. And okay, so when I say garage, by the way, um, it was a converted garage. It was not used as an active garage. It was our chapter room, basically meaning that's where we had a lot of our on-site events. We had meetings every Monday there. Um, it was just called the chapter room. We'd have ritual there once a month, you know, stuff like that. Um, and I couldn't understand like, wait, why aren't these trophies being showcased, especially during recruitment times? Like I remember one of the other houses on campus, they had trophies from one end of the room to the other on these shelves that showcased everything they'd won. And I was like, wow, okay. They really care about like winning competitions. Like that was definitely the message I got from that. But in my house does was not necessarily the sporty house to, to say that. Um, we were not that sporty, but like we did win stuff, you know, once in a while. <laughs> and so I was just like, well, wait, why aren't we showcasing that? Like, this is such an easy thing to do. And, it, you know, trophies, I feel like say more than 
you know, oh yeah, we won this. And then, you know, they kind of forget about it after the conversation ends. But like, I feel like visuals are super important during recruitment. So it just kind of showcases like, yeah, we, you know, are active participants in the Greek community. We win these awards, you know, whatever that says about us, it says. But um, it's just, it's another clue for the potential new members into what they can expect out of joining that chapter. So um, I pulled out all of these trophies and I showcased them. And honestly, like... (laughs) They never went back in the bins. Um, I've seen, you know, current day photos of what the chapter house or the chapter room looks like, and they're still out for display. So um, I feel like, you know, that for whatever reason, um, me putting them out, they never got put back. I think women like seeing that you know, they've got track records of winning competitions or whatever it may be, if it was Greek week or Derby days or whatever it was. Um, I feel like it's a good representation. And it's like, it's a, if you're one of those people that needs to see their awards out, I think that's definitely um, a good reinforcement um, and a positive symbol, I think. Um, yeah, so anyways, that's just, uh, one of the aspects of living in the house is just the fact that if you're going to be hosting an event on, on site, you have access to everything pretty much in storage that's on this, uh, in the house. Um, now of course the bigger items, um, we would have, I think a storage unit, um, in, another city I think it was really close by but I again didn't have a car and I didn't have the ability to go like search through everything in those storage units but um, everything that was on site I had access to I'm gonna finish off this episode with another anecdote I know I love anecdotes um so (laughs) a tradition on our campus in the Greek community was to have different fraternities stealing sororities letters now a lot of times the sorority women would kind of look the other way when the fraternities would come by and say hey can we grab your letters (laughs) i feel like that was the only way really like it happened because somehow one set of our letters would go missing. And by letters, I just need to clarify, like these are the big wooden standing letters that usually are showcased during recruitment times. And um, they are used during Greek uh, welcome, week of welcome. Um, You know, it's one of the displays that are used, uh, you know, at the different booths. that are showcasing which Greek houses you can join. Um, And it's just a way to kind of draw attention to the sororities uh, booth when, um, you know, promoting the recruitment time. So um, we would have a couple different sets of big, big wooden letters. I'm talking like maybe five feet tall. Um, and they were not cheap. So we reused the letters year, year after year. Um, and I remember one night, (laughs) 
one of the fraternities got it in their minds that it was a great idea to uh, hop the fence and um, steal our letters. But I prevented that. <laughs> I prevented that because, um, so on small side, um, there is a fence that is not accessible from the street, but like you climb up uh, a lawn and then you're able to like, I guess, hop the fence from there. Again, security of utmost importance. I always made sure all the points of entry were locked before going to bed. That's just common sense. But um, anyways, I remember it was like probably 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock at night. And uh, I think it was my senior year or maybe junior year, something like that. Um, Anyways, so I remember falling asleep and then being awoken by like this rattling and I'm like what the hell is that and so it was like there was you know murmuring like like you could hear people talking to each other and I was like what in the heck and so I go out there and I'm like I, I didn't go out I just like slid open the sliding glass door just a tad just to see what the hell was going on and I noticed they were freaking fraternity guys. <laughs> and I was like, oh, hell no. I know what you're here for. <laughs> so I opened the door and I go, hey. <laughs> and they go, oh, shit. And they, <laughs> and they just took off running. And so, you know what? That that night they did not win. They did not get our letters. <laughs> um, yeah, but... You know, being awoken by a rattling gate was like kind of scary, Um, you know, (laughs) but as soon as I recognized who they were, I was like, "Okay, guys, come on, let's move it along here. So, you know, luckily I was I didn't even show them who I was because I personally didn't know these people. I just had seen them on campus before and at parties, but like I wanted them to get a little scared. So, (laughs) Um, they took off running and our letters were safe that night, that night. And I want to say that like that at some point they were successful because so the tradition was when they get stolen, um, they will like write, you know, so-and-so was here, like this house was here, you know, so-and-so rules, this house rules, you know, and they would just kind of like write their little graffiti on the backs. They would never write it on the front because that's just mean. Come on. Um, But like on the back, it would say so-and-so is here. This house was here, Um, which you know what? It's kind of a weird tradition, but that's kind of just traditions for you. Some of them are kind of weird. Yeah. And then we would like, you know, need to do like a social exchange with them to get them back or something. You know, that was like their leverage of like, okay, well, we'll give them back if you do a social with us. <laughs> or if you come to this party or if you come to this event, we'll give them back. It's like, ugh, okay, fine. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so, you know, that was just like one of the sillier memories uh, of living in the house. Um, yeah, so I feel like. I cover quite a bit uh, with regards to what it's like to live in the sorority house. Um, If you do have any questions about living in the house or sorority life in general, you can send an email to alphafemalepod at gmail.com. 
Um, be sure to rate five stars and subscribe to this uh, podcast wherever you listen to it. I hope everybody enjoyed this week's episode and I hope you have a great weekend ahead. Thank you so much for listening and I'll talk to you guys soon.